0: Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about how to survive pandemic teaching without burning out. And I don't have to tell you how crazy this year has been, how much of a roller coaster ride it's been, how just when things maybe seem to be getting into a groove, something changes, and things switch again, you know how many challenges have come at you this year. How much is being expected of you? How much more difficult an already difficult job has been made? So I don't have to tell you the challenges that you're up against. I don't have to tell you that you're probably... Um uh, that burning out is a real possibility. You are probably experiencing this. I've most teachers that I've talked to have said, man, like even the ones that say I never even, you know, would have thought about quitting teaching are like it's in their mind. <laughs> it's there. And so the danger of burnout is very, very real this year. And it's still Only the first semester. We still have a lot left in the year. So, today, what I want to do is talk with you about some mindset shifts, particularly around your to do list and all the things that you're trying to accomplish. So, I'm going to share with you a few mindset shifts and a few things that you want to think about. As you're approaching your to-do list each week, as you're approaching, you know, considering what you are and aren't going to try to accomplish in each week. So the first thing that I think is really important is to realize that we cannot do everything. And if we say yes to one thing, we're automatically saying no to something else. And a caveat to this, too, is realizing that we are saying yes every time we do something. <laughs> We're saying yes to it. And sometimes we don't realize that. Sometimes we feel like, well, you know, Linda, there's a million things I have to do. I have to do all of these things. But the reality is we don't actually have to do everything that we think we have to do. A lot of times those expectations have been put onto us by others or or they're just what we've always done or we're just scared to not do them or we just think that that's what we're supposed to do. But honestly, every every single thing we do, every single thing that we choose to spend our time on is a choice. Whether we realize it or not, we're choosing to say yes to spending our time on this. And that, by definition, keeps us from something. It keeps us from spending that time somewhere else. And that cost sometimes we don't know what that cost is. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we know, you know, I chose to spend this time grading instead of spending it with my kids. Or I chose to, you know, do this instead of, you know, cooking dinner or instead of exercising or instead of going for a walk. Sometimes we know exactly what we are exchanging, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes we are just saying yes We're doing all these things because they're on our list and we're not even considering and we may not even know exactly what it's costing us. It might be costing us intangible things, you know, like our energy, our rest, our spiritual spiritual, um, wellness and relationship with Christ uh, might be harming our other relationships. We might not even know exactly what we're saying no to in that moment. So all that I'm saying right here is we need to realize every time we say yes to something, whether it's a conscious, you know, yes, I'm going to participate in this, you know, club or or this event, or whether it's an unconscious yes, because we just are doing something, uh, thinking that, you know, this is just what I'm doing right now. Conscious or unconscious, every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And we simply cannot do everything. So you might be saying, Linda, okay, what is the point of this? The point is we need to be more intentional about what we're saying yes to and choose to say no more often. So whether it's, once again, an actual decision, I'm going to do this, you know, be involved in this, yes or no, or whether it's that unconscious, that unconscious decision um, that needs to become conscious, where before maybe you just, you know, went down your list, you didn't even think about everything on it. And sometimes you're thinking, you know what, no, I'm not going to do that right now. Or I'm not going to do this at all. I'm going to skip this this week. It doesn't have to happen. Um, you know, we don't have to have a crazy intricate lesson every day. You know, I can I can do this instead because I have other things in my life, um, other priorities that are also important. So just recognizing I can't do everything. I want to do everything. There's always going to be more that you want to do. And so recognizing I can't do everything. And being intentional about what we do choose to do. All right, that is number one. Um, realize that you can't do everything and saying yes to one thing is saying no to something else. Number two, focus on what matters most. Okay, so this is the next, the next logical step here. If we're thinking, okay, Linda, how do I know what I should be doing and what shouldn't be doing? You need to identify what matters most to you, both personally. And in the classroom, so both in and out of the classroom, what matters most to you? Um, so in the classroom, you're thinking, what are my key priority priorities for my students this year? What if I if I get to the end of the year and think, well, if if we only got this done, or they only had this skill, or they only had this experience, I would say I would be happy. What is that? What is that most important thing in the classroom? What are your most important things? in your life that matter most to you. So you need to identify those and write them down. And that will help you know what to say yes to and what to say no to. If it's something that's going to push you towards what's most important, then yes, that's where you want to spend your time. When it's something that's detracting from what's most important and taking your energy and your focus and your time away from the things that are most important, then that's something that maybe you're going to say no to, or maybe you're only going to do the bare minimum. Sometimes you can't say absolutely no to something, but you can do the bare minimum. Mom instead of spending a ton of time on it. Um, So it's really important to identify what matters most. And I would encourage you right now to pause this podcast and think about this. And don't hit play again until you've thought about what matters most to me. All right, number one, you cannot do everything. Number two, focus on what matters most. Number three, this is an important thing to realize: time spent planning and scheduling is time well spent. I was just talking to you about how a lot of times the decisions on what we are going to do are kind of unconscious or, uh, you know, we're just like, okay, I guess this is the next thing. It's just whatever like pops in our head or whatever's on my to-do list, but – We want to be more intentional about it because it's not about getting more stuff done. It's about doing the right things, doing the most important things that are actually going to make a difference towards your things that matter most, right? So oftentimes we think that I don't have time to plan or schedule, all right? You think, I'm so busy. I don't have time to sit down and actually plan, you know, what I'm going to do today or what I'm going to do this week. I don't have time for that. But the reality is that if we spend a few minutes, you know, 20 minutes sitting down and planning my week, this is what, these are my priorities for the week, this is what I most want to do, that is time incredibly well invested because you are going to be more effective than that entire week rather than getting distracted or just spending time on things that don't really matter because they just are what popped in your head or what seemed urgent at the moment, you can push way more of your time towards the things that are actually going to move the needle, that are actually going to help your students, that are going to make a difference in your personal life. Um, So when we take time to plan... That helps us spend our time on the right things rather than spinning our wheels on whatever catches our eye in the moment. So if you don't make a habit of planning your time and planning your schedule, I'm going to really recommend that. Like I said, you're going to feel like, I don't have time for this. But if you take set a timer, take 20 minutes um, and just say, okay, I'm going to plan my next week. I'm going to plan what are my most important things that I need to do, um, then that is incredibly valuable. And we're actually putting together a workshop that's going to help you do that. It's coming in January, so stay tuned. I'll definitely let you know when you have details. But in the meantime, just simply getting on a sheet of paper, doing a brain dump, these are all the things I feel like I need to do, and then looking at it intentionally. Okay, which of these are the most important? I'm going to identify that. So don't don't ask yourself, like, what do I not have to do? Say, what of these are the most important uh, that I'm going to say a clear yes to? And then fill them in your calendar. And then see what time is left, you know, and you'll kind of, it'll help you um, realize which things should be lesser priorities. All right. So we've had three mindset shifts so far. Number one, realize you cannot do everything. Number two, focus on what matters most. Number two, choose to spend time planning, recognizing that time spent planning and scheduling is time well spent, well invested. Number four, recognize you are not just a teacher. You have other roles and responsibilities that are also important and you need to make space for them. Many of you are fathers, mothers, spouses, um, You you work, or you work at your church or you're involved in a type of ministry. You have friends that you want to maintain relationships with. These things are important, right? So re- regardless of what other responsibilities you have in your life, they there there are responsibilities that matter. And what can often happen when we're scheduling is we schedule all of our work, but we don't schedule the other responsibilities in our life that really matter to us. Uh, so this this looks like a few different things. First of all, it looks like recognizing that other responsibilities matter and so making space for them. So it might involve, you know, hey, I'm gonna be done working at this time every day. I'm gonna turn it off, I'm gonna put it away, I'm gonna be done, I'm gonna be with my family, or I'm going to, you know, work on these other things that matter. I'm gonna spend time in my relationship with God, right? Um, so saying it first thing is just putting work into parameters building boundaries around our work so that we have space for other things in our life. But the second practical way of doing this is actually scheduling or putting other priorities on our to-do list. So maybe your to-do list, when you sit down and schedule your week like we just talked about, it doesn't just involve work. It also involves family or home or church priorities as well. Um, and having them there side by side kind of helps us to see, yes, this is my whole life, not just my work life. These things also matter, and in some cases matter more, and I need to make time for them. I need to adjust my schedule to make sure I'm not just giving these important priorities in my personal life whatever's left over after I get done everything else. So scheduling things that matter, Um, even if it's just, you know, a game night with the kids, uh, you know, or... Cooking a a family dinner, you know, putting that on our calendar, um, thinking each week, what do I want to do with my family or my friends and getting that scheduled as part of your planning time. So, the point of this one, don't neglect your personal life and your other responsibilities, your other key roles and responsibilities as you're planning. And then finally, number five, recognize that this year is not. Ideal. <laughs> I don't have to tell you that. But as you are planning, don't try to make this year perfect, ideal in your scheduling. Recognize that whatever, no matter how hard you try, your schedule this year is just going to be more challenging. Um, the to-do list is going to be longer than you than you would normally want it to be. Okay, that's just, that is the reality. And I think recognizing that is helpful because we can realize, okay, this is temporary. This year is a temporary situation. It won't always be like this. Okay, so I can spend a little more time than I would normally do, or I can, you know, I realize that my schedule is going to look a little different than I want it to look every year, but it's okay because this is a temporary thing. This is not ideal, but this is the key to this it has to be sustainable. You have to ask yourself, is this schedule I'm putting together for myself sustainable from now through May? Cuz we don't know what the spring is going to look like. We we just don't know. So you can't be going at a pace that's so frantic. If you're already burning out now, you we've got to you got to find do whatever you can to at least make it somewhat sustainable. Does that make sense? So it's not going to get too ideal. It's not going to get to like, this is exactly how I always want my life to look. It's just not going to happen right now. But it can get close. So don't make your goal ideal because you'll just always be frustrated. But make your goal sustainable. I got to get to a point this year where it's at least sustainable. I can at least imagine making it to Christmas break. And then coming back and making it to spring break, and then coming back and making it to the summer. I can I can imagine surviving at this pace. That's what you need to shoot for. Okay, a pace that is sustainable. That you feel like yes, it's going to be a marathon, but I can do it. I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna have to give up halfway through. I can make it through this marathon if I go at this pace. And then um, I'm going to adjust and try to make my ideal schedule. Um, as things return to hopefully some semblance of normality or at least a new um, sustainable routine. So I hope that these ideas have been helpful for you. Um, we're going to compile them into an article at teachfortheheart.com 157. This is episode 157. So if you go to teachfortheheart.com 157, you can find all of them there. And then as I said, we are working on a special system. It's gonna be called the Tame Your To-Do List System for Teachers, where we're gonna flesh out a lot of this. You know, we talked here about the mindset shifts. So if you're thinking, Linda, this sounds great, but I'm still a little fuzzy on exactly what? what this looks like, exactly how it's going to work, stay tuned. Um, We'll be bringing this system to you in January. And so I'll definitely be um, giving you more details as we finish um, getting it set up and ready to go. Um, We're going to really help you flesh out what does this actually look like to sit down with your to-do list and to organize it, to choose what matters most. How do I let go of the things I don't really want to be doing? They're not really Moving the ball, but they're a requirement. You know, how how do I handle that? Um, We're going to be talking all about that in our Tame Your To Do list system for teachers. So stay tuned for that. Well, thank you guys again so much. Thank you for all the work that you're doing every single day. Uh, Let's take just a moment to pray before we go. Father, thank you that you are good. No matter what we are facing, you are there with us. You offer your strength. You offer your energy. I pray that you will help us to trust in you. Help us to go to you with our questions when we don't know where we should spend our time. Help us to ask you. Help us to bring you into that conversation. To rely on your Holy Spirit to guide us um, each moment and each day. And I pray for each teacher, Father, that you will give them. Uh, wisdom clarity energy um, help them take what they've just heard uh, and I pray that you will cement in their mind the thing that they need most to change about how they've been thinking or how they've been approaching their schedule um, bring them clarity in knowing what to let what to let go of of what they um just heard and what to let go of of what's on their to-do list and just please father guide them um, give them the energy they need and help them um, be able to, Uh, make it through this year in a way that is um, healthy um, for them personally and is glorifying to you. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. If you found this episode helpful or our podcast in general helpful, you can do us a few things to help us spread the word. Number one, you can leave a review on iTunes or Spotify um, telling uh, other people why you enjoy the podcast. Uh, Number two, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe in Apple Podcasts or in Spotify. And that helps more people discover it as more people are subscribed to it. Um, It moves up in the rankings and more people can find it and then number three, simply tell a friend about it. Um, share this um, episode or share the accompanying blog post at teachfortheheart.com 157 with a friend or fellow teacher. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.